hands are not busy. Uh, just lift those hands to Jesus this morning and just bless him. Wherever you are, in the, in the house, on the road, you know, in the living room, you know, on the dining table, wherever you may be right now, whatever country you, you are joining this service this morning, I want you to just join us with a heart of gratitude and a heart of worship to our God. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We thank you. We thank you. We give you glory and we give you praise. Thank you for bringing us to this, 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 this wonderful end of the fifth month of this year. We appreciate your goodness, your mercy. You are our keeper. You never sleep. You never slumber. So we give you all the glory and all the praise. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence in every home, in every place where people are gathered, watching this on TV, joining online on all the different platforms. Lord, we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. If not of the Lord's mercies will have been consumed, for your compassion fails not. For great is your faithfulness. Somebody lift your hands to him this morning and just bless him. And just bless him. Lord, we thank you. We bless you, our Father. We bless you, our Father. So we ask this morning that you charge your word with power. Let it minister grace to every hearer. Wherever people are joining this service and everyone that will watch these in repeat broadcast, Lord, we ask, Father, let the same grace Come upon them. Let your hand come upon everyone. Let this word bring change and transformation into every life. Let no one be the same again and let your name be glorified. We thank you for everyone joining us in different countries all around the world, uh, from Africa to North America to, to, to Europe to Australia to the Middle East, wherever people are joining this service this morning. We thank you for your goodness in their lives and we thank you for this time of transformation as we dwell on your word today. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Somebody put your hands together, celebrate Jesus this morning. Glory be to Jesus. It's good to be with you again this wonderful morning, this last worship day of the fifth month of 2020. We, we, we thank God for all that is doing in our cities, in our nations, in our families, uh, and in our lives as individuals. We thank God for the many testimonies of healing, of deliverances, of divine provision. We keep getting testimonies from time to time from you, and we want you to keep uh, sending in those testimonies. This morning, before I get into uh, the message, I also want to specially uh, say a blessing and a shout out to all of our kids. Uh, you know, it's Children's Day Sunday. Uh, Children's Day was a, a couple of days ago, and we just want to appreciate all of our children. We wanted to know that we love you. Uh, we know you've not been maybe enjoying fellowship as much as you, you, you should uh, with your friends and colleagues. You know, you've been kept away from them, kept away from school, kept away from church. Uh, we wanted to know that this is just a passing phase. It's not permanent, and um, uh, but things are going to get better around us. And we know you've been enjoying and engaging with the online church. So please also try to get used to that. It's, uh, it's a new way that we live in our world today most things are going online and um, please enjoy enjoy school online enjoy church online when things are a lot better we're going to come back together again everyone all uh, are joining this service this morning uh, will you just uh, uh, raise your voice with me or, or just give god glory for all of our children thank him for preserving them uh, if you have a child just mention their name and say lord i thank you for preserving 
John. Thank you for preserving Janet. Just mention those names and just, 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 just bless them. Bless them this morning. Lord, I thank you for preserving Emeka. Thank you for preserving Adebola. Thank you for preserving, you know, Apeolua. Thank you for preserving, you know, just, just mention those names. Mention those names. Mention their names. Thank you for preserving William. Thank you for preserving Peter. Just, just mention their name, wherever part, whichever part of the world you are. Whatever name, just mention those names this morning. Let God know that you are grateful for your children. And if you have children around you, your cousins, your nieces, your nephew, mention their name and just bless them. They're going through unprecedented times. Uh, and uh, they need our love, our prayer, and our support this season. Thank you, Father, for all that you do in the life of our children. Let's say a prayer for them. Our Father, we thank you for our children. We bless you for your goodness in their lives. Lord, we know that this is an unprecedented time in their lives. We ask that you strengthen them. We ask for the spirit of comfort for our children as they go through the hurdles of, of homeschooling, online schooling, uh, to worshiping alone and worshiping with a screen. Lord, we ask that you shower your grace upon them. Uh, whatever the enemy has meant for evil, turn it around for their good. Preserve them. Shield them from every form of attack online. Let your grace rest upon them. If there's any one of our children living with special needs right now, we ask for your healing power and your grace, your mighty hand of support to be around them. If there's any child living in pain, we speak your healing power over them right now. In the name of Jesus, that child, that child uh, with emotional pain will receive healing for that child this morning. That child with high sight issues will receive healing for that child this morning. We ask that you turn the situation around in the name of Jesus. That child has not been able to speak after many years. We decree this morning that the tongue is loosed in the name of Jesus and that those words come out supernaturally in the name of Jesus. That child has not been able to walk or stand. We ask that by the power of the Holy Ghost, that child receives healing. And that child starts to stand and walk in the name of Jesus. The same Jesus who, who, who empowered the apostles to lift up that man by the gate beautiful, who was leaping and walking and praising God. That same power comes upon that child this morning in the name of Jesus. And we decree that that child lifts up from that bed, from that chair, in the name of Jesus and starts to walk. Thank you, Father, for the manifestation of this supernatural power in the life of our children. We receive for them wisdom, mental agility. They will do well in school and it will bring us uh, joy and peace. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Everyone says a believing amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Happy Children's Day to all of our children uh, from all around the world. We thank God for your life. and We believe that Jesus started a good work in you. He will perfect it. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Praise God. This morning, we'll start to conclude, uh, you know, the series of teachings on uh, the overflow, uh, living in the overflow, living in the overflow. As we move closer to the end of this series, and um, uh, we're getting into, we'll be getting into another teaching series on living, you know, a sound life, soundness of mind, soundness of health, uh, uh, and soundness in the spirit. But before we get into that, uh, I just want to start to usher us into that, but with some ending message uh, on living in the overflow. One of the things that I've meditated on over and over again is, uh, you know, one of the thoughts of my mind, what are the things that can stand against one's capacity to live in the overflow, to enjoy the overflow, uh, to, to, to participate 
in what God is doing in our world today. And one of the things that have, you know, just stayed on my mind is uh, the, the, the fact that uh, when you don't know how to embrace joy or to live in joy and to understand that the joy of the Lord, like the scripture says, is your strength, then it becomes difficult to embrace the overflow or live in the overflow. So this morning I'm speaking on what I've titled, I Still Have Joy. Can you see after me say, I still have joy. Tell somebody beside you, somebody who may be watching with you, who may be worshiping with you this morning, tell them, I still have joy. So if, you, if you're on social media, I wanted to hashtag this, I still have joy. Uh, uh, towards the end of the, the, the message, you'll understand what I'm talking about because you are going to say, despite the fact that this happened, I still have joy. I don't know what you're going to reference at the end, but get ready, get prepared, and at the same time, get your communion materials ready. Because uh, as I conclude the message, we're going to share the communion together and pray together. But I'm speaking this morning on what I've titled, I Still Have Joy. I Still Have Joy. Uh, one of my meditations this season uh, was on how God used the prophet Elijah in his time. When you read 1 Kings, the book of 1 Kings, uh, when you get to, to verse 17 of the book of 1 Kings, all of a sudden, Elijah was introduced. And the Bible just started to talk about Elijah, uh, a man from Tishbe, uh, uh, you know, a, a man from Tishbe of, 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 of Gilead. Uh, it, that was the introduction. Elijah the Tishbite uh, just went and told the king Ahab and announced that there will be no rain, you know, in this place uh, except at, at my word. Elijah just, you know, just got introduced, and the, 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 the first introduction was, was for him to, to, to stand on the efficacy of God's promise and the, the, the power of God's word, and to, to introduce himself as a prophet, as the one who can speak on the behalf of God. Elijah was so sure of the call of God on his life that he could confront a king and speak to a king to say, look, I'm a prophet. And I'm, uh, at my word, this will happen. And at my word, this will not happen. There will be no rain here, again, except at my word. And true to it, it happened that a famine came because uh, there was no rain, no crop. You know, people don't have stuff to eat, including Elijah himself. And then God started to show himself strong in the life of Elijah, confirming not only his word, but confirming his faithfulness. Because it's one thing for God to use you to give a word. It's another thing for God to preserve you when the implication of those things start to happen so that you don't become a stranded prophet or a stranded child of God. Now, it so happened that uh, uh, when all this started to happen in, in chapter 16 of 1 Kings, God told Elijah, go to Zarephath. I prepared, you know, uh, 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 go to the, the brook first. There's a raven there to feed you. The brook dried up like we knew. And then go to Zarephath. There's a widow there to feed you. And all that and all that. And you start to see wonderful stories about Elijah and the widow. And then before we know it, First uh, Kings 18. First Kings 18, you see Elijah again contending with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. The Elijah challenge, we call it in, in, you know, in contemporary times. The Elijah challenge. Elijah said, if God be God, you know, let's serve him. And if, if Baal be, be God, let's serve him. But uh, the God who answers by fire, let him be God. He challenged 400 prophets of Baal with the whole city together. 
And all of a sudden, the prophets, they tried all kinds of things. Uh, they called on their God. Elijah would say, maybe your God went to use the bathroom. Maybe your God is, is, is on holiday. Maybe this and that. He mesmerized them. He messed them up practically. And then when they were tired, Elijah showed up and he said, the God that answered by fire, let him be God. And fire came because Elijah prepared the altar and put the wood in order and all that. I mean, the rest is history. You can read it in 1 Kings 18 on Mount Carmel. God showed up for Elijah. And it was not something that was done in, in the backside of nowhere or where nobody was looking. The whole city gathered together and they saw the mighty hand of God in the life of Elijah. Now, Elijah was, you know, generally just enjoying uh, the, the power of God, the manifestation of God's power there to the point that he, <laughs> after all that, Elijah went to pray again and told the king, Go! And prepare your chariots because I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Elijah prayed and after the seventh time, he said, I saw a cloud the size of a man's hands. First Kings 18, towards the end there. From uh, verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink. For I hear the mighty rainstorm coming. New Living Translation I'm reading. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of the Mount Carmel, bowed low to the ground, and prayed with his voice, sorry, with, with, with his face between his knees. Elijah prayed, and then he sent his servant, go look towards the sea. Then the servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I don't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time, the servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. And Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot, go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And even at that point, Elijah himself, God, Bible says God gave him strength, gathered his garment together, and he outran the chariot, the car of a king. Not an ordinary car, the car of a king, Elijah outran it. I'm just saying this for you to understand the mighty move of God that Elijah had experienced all through this point. First Kings 17, First Kings 18, all kinds of mighty move of God that he experienced. But by the time we got to First Kings 19, what we see there from verse 1, verse 2 is where I'm going, but from verse 1, the Bible says, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. Can you imagine? Jezebel was a worshiper of, 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 of the idol, or the, 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 the principality called Baal. They, they had prophets who led people to worship this, this, this uh, idol. And uh, Jezebel has brought this into uh, the, the life of Ahab and into Israel. And it has serious implications. Because they become, they, 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 they were uh, idolaters. And Jezebel was angry. And Jezebel sent a text message, or perhaps a WhatsApp message to Elijah. Verse 2 there. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. In contemporary times, he would have just tweeted it or just sent a personal text message or WhatsApp message or something to Elijah. 
And Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. Said, may God strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them, the prophets of Baal. The verse 3, look at this. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servants there. Verse 4. Then he went alone. Somebody say alone. Elijah started to isolate himself just because he got one text message, one WhatsApp message, one email. He was dismayed. He was afraid. He, he went and put his, his people somewhere and he hid himself. One of the ways you know that joy is starting to leave you when, is when you no longer enjoy people's company. Where you just want to be alone all by yourself all the time. It can snowball to becoming you being alone for 20 hours of the day or sleeping for 15 hours of the day. That's when we start to see it as maybe a symptom of, of maybe depression or something like that. But it starts with this kind of isolation, this kind of fear that makes people feel that their life has come to an end. Look at Elijah with all that God had done, with all that God had used him to do, the God who spoke to him in his ears and said, go to Zarephath. I prepared a widow for you. The God who spoke to him and said, go to the brook chariot because I have uh, prepared a raven to feed you there. The God who gave him the boldness to challenge the prophets of birth. But Elijah came to this point where a woman with a strange spirit sent him a text message and his word started to crumble all of a sudden. I pray for you this season that your word will not crumble, that your heart will not fail you, that your confidence will not disappear, that the grace of God upon your life will not deplete this season. That your heart will not be broken this season in the name of the Lord Jesus. So like I was saying, just one message. And the word of Elijah came crumbling down. He left his people, went alone into the wilderness, traveling all day, just wandering like an evil spirit. Traveling all day, he sat down under a solitary broom uh, tree. And prayed that he may die. From Elijah, who won the Elijah challenge, who confronted the prophets of Baal, who killed 400 prophets of Baal, who, 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 who challenged the king, who outrun the chariot of hell, just maybe the day before. All of a sudden, Elijah's word was rocked by one message. And now Elijah's word is crumbling. Elijah has moved from just being afraid to becoming suicidal. To becoming suicidal. Elijah, uh, you hear, I mean, you read there saying, I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I'm not better than my ancestors who have already died. <laughs> Elijah said, take my life, I'm not better than my ancestors who have already died. He became suicidal all of a sudden, just because of one message. Can I pause here to say, to, today to ask somebody uh, watching this service this morning, somebody joining this worship time this morning, uh, to ask you the question, is there a message that has threatened to steal your joy this season? 
Is there a message, an information that you have gotten? Is it in the news? Is it from your company? Is it from your business? Is it from your spouse? Where is it coming from? Is it, where, where, where is this message coming from that is stealing joy from you, that has stolen your heart from you, your source of confidence from you, to the point now that everything is going down the drain? Is it what the world is saying about the virus? Is it, the, I mean, the, the quote-unquote new normal that is rocking every, I mean, many businesses? Whatever it is today, I just want you to know that the joy of the Lord is still in your heart. And in this message, I, I, I want to show somebody today that you still have joy. You still have joy. You see, uh, whatever can steal your joy can literally halt your progress in life. That's how powerful joy is. Because the scripture says the joy of the Lord is my strength and is your strength. It means that when there's no more joy in my heart, there's no strength in my life. Hope is, is taken away from me. And that's what we see in the life of Elijah. Everything just started to go down. Just started to go down. And somebody may be asking this morning, Pastor, so what is joy? Is it just a state of excitement about life? About just, you know, just wanting to be, uh, to enjoy life? Uh, I took my time to check through, starting from just contemporary definitions in the dictionary. Uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary, it says, joy is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of processing what one desires. What one desires. So, but, you know, this, this, this definition leaves something, some things out. Uh, the, the, the Theopedia uh, definition of joy which is there online, it says a state of mind and an orientation of the heart. It is a settled state of contentment, confidence, and hope. I think this is a little better, especially when you compare it with what the Word of God has to say. This, this looks a little better. I, I also check the writings of some men of God. And um, I have two here that I found interesting and that I believe are essentially a biblical worldview of what joy is all about. Let me start with the, 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 the great theologian and, and uh, pastor, John Piper, uh, uh, who has the, the, the platform, DesiringGod.com. John Piper, John Piper said, Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as it causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the world and in the world and in, our, in the world. Yeah, the, the Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul. It is produced by the Holy Spirit as it causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the word of God and in the world that we live. So John Piper said, one, that joy comes from the Holy Ghost. Apart from that, it is what we see in the world, in the word of God, and then helping us to interpret what God is doing in our own world. In the same vein, the, the pastor of Saddleback Community Church, the writer of Purpose Driven Church, Rick Warren, uh, uh, a man that I enjoy listening to and I've read most of his books, he also has this to say about joy. Rick Warren says, 
Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation. Oh, I, I, I love it so much. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it again. It says, joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of the details, all the details of my life. God is in control of all the details of my life. Said so the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. Not because I have the power to make everything all right, but God, who is in charge of the details of my life, has the power to make everything all right. This, if I understand this, I won't live in worry. And, and I won't engage fear or anxiety. Because I know God has the power. Say amen, somebody. He also said, and the determined choice, the determined choice, the determined choice that I am determined to praise God in every situation. The determined choice to praise God in every situation. So the big question this morning, what is the state of your joy? What is the state of your joy? If you if we apply joy meter, where, where where should the needle be right now? Are you in the green zone, the yellow zone, or the red zone when it comes to uh, you know the state of your joy, the state of your joy? Do you have joy, and in what measure? Do you have at all? Because if you don't have at all, the needle will not move at all. Do you have at all, and in what measure? Do you have at all, and in what measure? Glory be to Jesus. These are the, the questions I, I wanted to be able to ask. Because if you know that the needle is in the middle, maybe your joy has depleted. It's like driving a car around with half tank or quarter tank down. You know there's a level of anxiety that comes with that. Because you don't know when this car is going to stop. You know you are depleting, or you have depleted a lot. Of, of, you know, of energy and of emotional fortitude this season and you're not filling up in any way and you're just going on like that and now anxiety is set, stepping in, that panic attack will soon step in and then before you know it, there's a complete emotional breakdown. That will not be your portion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody say amen to that. Praise God. I said praise God. So it's important for you to take charge of your emotional state. Of your joy meter. And not only tell yourself, I still have joy, but tell yourself, I want to fill up my joy tank because it comes from the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost does not give in little measure. John chapter 10 and verse number 10, Jesus made a bold declaration The enemy has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, But I have come that you may have life. And have it in satisfying measure. You see what New Living Translation says here. My purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life. New King James says to have it in abundance. And Preferred Classic says to have it to the overflow. In the overflow, New King James says that they may have it more abundantly. And Preferred Classic says to have it, yeah, he it, it, it said to, 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 to have it, and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Till it overflows. Till it overflows. That's the plan of God for us. 
So that joint meter is not supposed to be facilitating between middle, you know, to the red zone. No. God says, I want to, I want, I want to break the meter. I want to take it to the green and make it overflow. Say amen, somebody. And it does not depend on what is happening around you. It does not depend on what is happening around you. Because we should ask the question, what, where, or who is the source of your joy? What, where, or who is the source of your joy? That's what will help you to answer that question this morning. As in, to, to, to be able to place the needle of the joy meter properly is to ask the question, what, where, or who is the source of my joy? What, where, or who is the source of my joy? Now, in also attempting to answer this question, you need to understand that sometimes it may, it may look like uh, joy has been taken away from you. Joy has been stolen from you. Just like Jesus said in John 10, 10, uh, the enemy has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it in overflowing measure. Uh, what does the enemy steal from us? He has come, the first step is to steal, then to kill, and then to destroy. The devil works in those three categories that Jesus mentioned. He steals joy from people. He kills hope from people's heart. And when joy is gone and hope is, is removed, then life loses its meaning and life can be destroyed. That was the same trick that the enemy played on the great prophet Elijah where I started from. Elijah with all the things that God is, was doing in his life. I don't know what God has done in your life in time past, maybe in the years past, maybe in the months past, but you are in a critical situation right now. The whole world is in a dire strait right now. The economy of the world is shaking and people are panicking. And this is the time for you to be able to say, I want to keep my joy. And I don't want to just maintain that a level. I want to take it to the overflowing measure. Praise God, somebody. So it's important that you understand right now that the enemy has come to steal joy from people, to kill hope, or annihilate hope, and so that it can destroy lives. But this season, the hand of the Most High God is upon you and your household, upon your business, upon your marriage, upon your career. Your joy will not diminish in the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. So, I don't want us to be like the... the uh, there are some people in the scriptures who depended on the happenings around them to embrace the joy of the Holy Spirit. Because when you depend on the things around you, the story uh, may be like what was described in Joel chapter 1 and verse number 2. In Joel 1 and verse number 2, I read from the New Living Translation. It says, the grape vine has dried up. The fig tree has withered. The pomegranate trees, the palm trees, and the apple trees. All the trees, the fruit trees, have dried up. And the people's joy has dried up within them. It means the people's joy dependent, depended on the uh, the situation of all the fruit trees, all the things that were supposed to be bearing fruits around them. When you look around you today and you realize all of a sudden that all the things that are supposed to be bearing fruits around you are drying up, does that mean that your joy should also dry up? Look at how the Amplified 
translation put Joel chapter 1 and verse 12. It says, the vine is dried up and the fig tree fails. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple of a queen's uh, tree. Even all the trees of the field are withered so that joy has withered and fled away from the sons of men. It meant that the sons of men had focused too much on all the fruit-bearing stuff all around them. What are the fruit-bearing things around you? From your family, to your business, to your career, to your friendships, your relationships, your partnerships, different things around you, the different platforms that God has given you. When it looks like platforms are drying up, when it looks like the things that are supposed to bear fruit are, are, are dried up, what happens in your life? Does that mean that your heart must also dry up and joy should dry up from your heart? That's the big question that all of us need to answer this season. Because when we look at the, 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 you know, the prophetic song of prophet Habakkuk in Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17, 18 and 19, we realize that it's possible for things to be drying up around you, but for your joy not to dry up. Because the story in Joel chapter 1 verse 12 uh, seemed to be like the story of Elijah. But it's a better story. It's a story where things may be drying up, but I refuse to allow joy to dry up in my heart. So, uh, back chapter 3 and verse 17, the Amplified Classic Translation, it says, though the fig tree does not blossom, and there's no fruit in the vine, just like uh, similar to the case in Joel chapter 1 and verse 12, uh, uh, a similar situation but different response. It says, the holy uh, uh, fails and the, the, the field yield no food. Though the flock is cut off from the fold and there are no cattle in the store. Verse 18 says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will exalt the victorious God of my salvation. He said, the Lord is my strength. Not the fruit tree, not the business, not a text message, not a bad email. That's not where I derive my strength from. I derive my strength from the Lord. Do I feel good about, a, uh, about bad news? No, but it does not kill my joy. The fact that you got a, a message about downsizing or right-sizing or about the crash, you know, in interest rate or, or anything like that, it does not kill my joy. Glory be to Jesus. It doesn't kill my joy because there's a kind of joy that, that thrives even in the midst of affliction. Because the, the prophet says here, the Lord is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invisible army. He makes my feet like hands feet and will make me to walk, not to stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon my high places of trouble, suffering, or responsibility. So I don't know what responsibility you have this season. What trouble? What suffering? It says God is the one that, that braces me up and gives me strength. And this is like a song says for the chief musician with, the, uh, with my string instrument. What kind of song are you singing this season? Is it a song that says everything has dried up, so joy must dry up from my heart? But the kind of song that says everything is working out for my good, and I still have joy, though the fig tree has dried up. Though there's no herd in the store, but I still have joy. I still have joy. If you have social media, this is a good time for you to, to write something and hashtag it, I still have joy. 
I may have gotten a cut in salary, but I still have joy. <laughs> my friend may have left me, but I still have joy. Yeah, I still have joy. I may have been quarantined for two weeks, but I still have joy. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. I may not have been to church in eight weeks, but I still have joy. <laughs> I may have been working from home for the last three months, but I still have joy. Glory be to Jesus. I still have joy. I still have joy. So it's important to know that your joy can be stolen and it can wither or fly away if you just allow it. But it's also important to note this, that whatever cannot steal your joy cannot steal your progress. Whatever cannot steal your joy cannot steal your progress. As I start to wrap this all up, I need to understand that there is a joy destroyed by trials. And there is a joy that is developed by trials. So this season, you need to ask yourself, what kind of joy do I really have? Is it a kind of joy that is destroyed by trials and affliction? Just like Elijah, that you will get one text message from someone that is being directed by an evil spirit or troubled by an evil spirit to just write you one text message and your emotions, you know, just all of a sudden goes down, the, the, go, goes south and, and you, you, you start to struggle and move from where is the Lord God of Elijah <laughs> to come and kill me God like my ancestors. All of a sudden, just a day before, Elijah challenge, challenge the 400 prophets of Baal. Hey, I've got home, first king 19 there, and told <laughs> Jezebel. And Jezebel sent one text message. I'm repeating it today. Just one message. And Elijah's mood, joy, and everything just went down. He isolated himself. He went, you know, into the desert and just walking a whole day alone. And at the end of the day, Elijah said, Lord, I think it's time that you kill me. Call me home. And all of a sudden, he became suicidal. That will not be your portion. This season, I bind the spirit of suicide. It shall not come near you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I break the hold of depression over your heart. And I decree the oil of joy, the garment of praise is your portion this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Like I said, let's wrap this all up. There's a joy that is developed and strengthened in affliction. There's another kind of joy that disappears when there's uh, any, any kind of affliction. Romans chapter 5, when you read from verse 1 to 5, uh, from the Amplified Translation, it says, Therefore, sins were justified, acquainted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have uh, uh, the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and the Anointed One. Through Him also we have our access, entrance, introduction, by faith into the grace a state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now 
Let us exalt and triumph in troubles and rejoice in our suffering, knowing that the pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. And endurance, that is fortitude, develops maturity of our character, approved faith, and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the, the habit of joy. You see, the joy that is strengthened, developed, even in affliction. So it produces the habit of joy and confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out in our heart through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us by God. So you can have the kind of joy that depends on a good weather, great job, a beautiful bay or boo, as the case may be, or a loaded bank account. At the same time, you can have the kind of joy that does not depend on all that but depends on the inner working of the Holy Ghost that depends on confidence assurance of God's love for me that if God be for me, who can be against me? That's the kind of joy that Paul had within that says rejoice and I say unto you again rejoice. And he says we should rejoice in the face of affliction because the trial of our faith, he says it works in us. <laughs> Patience, just like we have just read. What kind of joy do you have? I want that joy that is deeper, that is not controlled by the things that are supposed to bring fruit around me, that are not bringing fruit. I want that joy that is stronger than what I can see in the world around me, stronger than the news on the cable channel, stronger than the happenings in my city or my world or my nation. A joy that is fuller, what the Bible described as joy unspeakable, full of glory. In 1 Peter chapter 7, when you read verse 7, I mean, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, it describes the joy that is unspeakable, that is full of glory. Say, the trial of your faith be much more precious. Verse 7 of 1 Peter chapter 1, the trial of your faith be much more precious than gold that perisheth. Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom have not seen, you love. In whom, though you see him not, yet believing, yet rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. So sometimes the devil makes us feel like we have lost our joy. But real joy is based on the revelation of who we are in Christ. And his love and plans for us. Real joy is based on the revelation of who I am in Christ. And it's love and plans for me. Glory be to Jesus. Look at your neighbor for me and tell your neighbor, I still have joy. Tell somebody, say, I still have joy. I still have joy. I still have joy. I'm going to lead us in prayers. But before we pray, we're going to sing this song and just, you know, just sing it uh, a couple of times. Uh, it's, it's an old song uh, written, and, I mean, by Ron Kinoli, uh, that, that uh, uh, music minister a long while ago. 
many years ago, but that song has just been playing in my spirit this season. I still have joy. After all I've been through, I still have joy. I still have joy. Lift your hands everywhere. Lift your hands everywhere. And as you lift your hand today, lift your heart also and open your heart to God. Because as you sing this song, as you sing that you still have joy, I see the hand of God come upon you. I see grace come upon you. Based on the confession of your mouth today, I see God pouring out the oil of joy upon you. Because the Bible says that it gives beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Isaiah 61 and verse 7, to appoint to them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift your two hands to Jesus today and confess it in this song. I still have joy. I still have joy. Sing with me. Sing with me. Lift your hands and sing that song. I still you can see the lyrics on the screen. Just sing along. Sing along. After all I've been through, God still gives me joy. Oh, I still have joy. I still. I still have joy. I still have peace. I still have joy. Yes. Make it your confession. After all I've been through, God has given me joy. I still have joy. I still have joy. After all I've been through, I still have joy. We sing it one more time. saints of God this morning I want you to declare right now with your voice declare right now say after me say the joy of the Lord is in my heart say the oil of joy is upon my life say this morning I decree an end to the operations of the spirit of heaviness over my life and over my household 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Will you lift your voice right now and pray it with your, with your mouth and just declare it this morning that the hold of, 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 of the spirit of heaviness is broken over my life. Isaiah 61 and verse 7 says to appoint unto them that morning Zion, to give them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for morning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I decree the garment of praise comes upon your home, comes upon your life in the name of Jesus. You still have joy, and that joy is growing. Pray in the spirit, pray in understanding, and declare today that your strength is rekindled, that your confidence is 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 is. Is increasing in the name of Jesus. That hope is rekindled in every area of your life in the name of Jesus. Please look at that area of life where the enemy is draining joy from your heart and declare this morning an end has come to this drain in the name of Jesus. I declare I still have joy. I still have joy. The hand of God is upon my life. It's upon my business. It's upon my ministry. It's upon my academics. It's upon my children. Please declare it this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you glory and we give you praise. We give you glory and we give you praise. We give you glory and we give you praise. We celebrate your presence in every life. Lord, as we have declared that we have joy today, we decree, we decree, according to the prophecy of Habakkuk, that you are our strength. Though the victory may not blossom, there may not be fruit in the vine. The labor of the holy may fail. Business may go down. Job may not be available. But we declare that we will rejoice in the God of our salvation. And as many as we rejoice this season, and we continually declare as we go into a new month, I still have joy. That this joy that I have, the devil didn't give it to me. So the devil can't steal it from me. So uh, I decree over you this morning, grace to keep your confession firm. Grace to keep your heart in a good place. Everything that the enemy has stolen from you, starting with your joy, I decree as you go into a new month, my God restores you fully in the name of Jesus. So I decree as you go into the month of June, enjoy good news from everywhere. In the name of Jesus, whatever news has, has, has caused your heart to break, I decree God heals your heart and gives you a, a greater news of joy. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I decree you will no longer cry over your children. As we celebrate children all around the world this season, I decree that healing is coming upon your children, that great grace is coming upon your household in the name of the Lord Jesus. And everybody shall say, believe in amen. Sitting in the attitude of prayer, I love to pray for anyone who's been a part of this broadcast, this service today, who may be saying, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Or somebody may be saying, my joy is fully depleted. In fact, in my heart, I've been picking all kinds of quarrels with God and querying and questioning his dealings in my life. But I want to open my heart to him afresh. And I want him to come into my heart afresh. I need the oil of joy. If that's your prayer this morning, that's your desire this morning, you want to come back to God. You want to strengthen your relationship with Him. Or maybe you've never started any relationship with Him. You've never given your life to Christ before. I want to pray for you right now. God is still in the business of forgiving, restoring, and giving new beginnings to His people. Wherever you are, hearing the sound of my voice right now, I want you to just, if that is you I'm talking about, I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. 
I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I've had doubts about you. But today, from my heart, I want to submit my life to you. I want to rededicate my heart to you. I want you to come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And give me a new beginning from this moment forward. Lord, I thank you for accepting me the way I am. I declare that I'm now a child of God. I'm born again. And I will serve Jesus with my life. The remaining days of my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. If you just said that prayer, I want you to, uh, if you look on the screen, you'll see the numbers, the emails uh, if, uh, that, that you, you can contact us with. If you are on any of our social media platform, you will see links that will be sent in there for you to just give us your details or just get in touch with us and let us know that you just made a decision to follow Jesus. We want to be the helper of your joy. We want to, uh, by the help of the Holy Spirit, strengthen you and help you to grow so that you don't uh, uh, get back into uh, old things that steal joy from you and cut you off from God. So if you give us the opportunity as a responsible church, we want to be a part of your life. Uh, please embrace any of the links. Uh, send us an email. Give us a call. Uh, um, uh, and we will definitely send you materials that will help you to grow. And that if you need any form of counseling, we are here uh, as the Elevation Church uh, Global to help you. In any, from any country, any city, wherever you may be joining us from, uh, we believe that God will use us to be a blessing to you in the precious name of Jesus. It's a custom this season uh, to remember, uh, according to the injunction of Christ, his death and resurrection on the cross. And as we cross into a new month uh, uh, from this Sunday, it's a good time for us to do it again and remember uh, what Christ did on the cross of Calvary when he laid down his life for us. His body was broken, his blood was shed, that our own body will no longer be broken and our blood will not be spilled. And uh, I just want you to understand, Jesus said we should do this in remembrance of him. Uh, uh, as we do it, we'll partake of his flesh and of his blood. And he said, if you don't eat my flesh or drink my blood, you don't have my life in you. And this flesh and blood of Jesus is for healing, is for restoration, is for renewal. So that we will know who we are in Christ. If anyone is under the influence of this service and the enemy has been dealing with you in the area of your sense of identity. As you partake of this communion today with us, God is restoring your sense of identity. He's showing you who you are in him. And he's planting your feet to stay in him the remaining days of your life in the name of Jesus. As you partake of this table today, we declare that the, the hold of the spirit of heaviness is broken. That the hall of joy is released upon everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, so I, uh, I have uh, the wafer and uh, 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 the grape juice here. And I want it to, whatever you have with yourself, with, with you at home, I want you to bring it up right now. That's biscuit, bread, you know, water, juice, wine. Just, just uh, 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 bring it up right now as we pray. Father, we thank you. According to your injunction, we do this in remembrance of you and the great work of salvation that you did when you hung on the cross and when you rose again on the third day. We thank you for the opportunity to be called your children. We speak a blessing over all the communion elements that people have around their home and their offices, wherever people may be right now partaking of this service. As we partake of it this morning, we do it by faith and we decree that your hand is upon our lives afresh. We thank you for new beginnings. We decree when men say there's a casting down, we will say there's a lifting up. We declare today that we still have joy. 
And that joy is not diminishing, it's going on the increase. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Praise God. As you partake of the communion, I wanted to give God glory, give Him praise, and just bless Him and appreciate Him for His great work in your life and for the new beginning that is given us this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. If you are online and even if you're watching on TV, this is good. To, before you, I mean, we bring this service to a close, I want you to go on any social media platform uh, where you, you, you engage and write something about what God is doing in your life this season and hashtag it, I still have joy. I still have joy. I still have joy. I still have joy. I may not have power supply at home, but I still have joy. <laughs> as simple as that. Yeah. I may be alone without any human being around me right now, but I still have joy. I still have joy. I still have joy. Uh, I wanted to do it so much that your friends will ask you what's going on around you because the joy of the Lord is what is going on around you. Praise God, everyone. Hallelujah. <laughs> right, before we bring the service to a close, it's custom to give to God every time we gather together. This is not a donation. It is a show of our commitment to God. It is our worship, not a donation. Our offering, our tithe is not a donation. It's our covenant obligation. Because we're in a covenant with a God that honors covenant. And when we do our part, he does his part. It's also a, 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 a kind of worship to him. Because when we, uh, when we honor him with a portion of our income, which we call tithe, we, what we're saying is we're dedicating this portion to him so that the remaining is preserved, is blessed, and is multiplied. And then he blesses the work of our hand. God does not, you know, um, encourage us to be idle and without work or not exerting ourselves. But when we do, he blesses it. He said, I will bless your basket and your kneading bowl. Uh, uh, in, in the book of Deuteronomy 28, he was talking about the work of our hand, what we do. So this season, God is making a way for you. And as he make, uh, he's making ways for you, he's going to bless the work of your hand. And when that happens, you worship him with your substance. It's a show of commitment uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, your covenant obligation, you're not making a donation. Uh, God is the one that blesses and he wants to bless you as you give to him. So, uh, if you are within uh, Nigeria, you, you see all the different banks where we have uh, accounts. You can either use the, the short code platform or the account, I mean, the, the, the transfers, or whatever suits you. If you're outside of Nigeria, we have the global pay uh, on our website, elevationng.org forward slash giving, and we can take both MasterCard, Visa card, and uh, I presume one or two other cards. So, and it's a secured platform uh, that people have used without any issues at all. And if you are comfortable with doing wire transfer, you see the details of the GT Bank uh, wire transfer for international giving that is also available there. Praise God. Praise God. So as we, as we give this morning, whatever you're using to give, whether it's your phone, your iPad, or whatever, I want you to just lift it up as I say prayer. Just lift it up as I say prayer. Just lift it in your hand. If you have something in your hand with which you give, whether it's phone or, or, or anyhow you give, just lift it up and let's say a prayer. Father, we thank you for everyone giving to you today. We thank you for the opportunity to give. We bless you because you are the giver of all good things. We ask that you make a way for your people this season. Honor our seed. Honor our worship. Honor our tithe. Honor our seeds. And let it open the heavens over us like never before. 
Let grace be released over everyone honoring you with their substance. For anyone who may not have anything to give right now, we declare that your grace also rests upon them uh, so that doors will be open to them and we know they will honor you as you bless them. We thank you for everyone approaching you with the right heart this morning. Accept our worship and let your name be glorified in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. And lastly, this morning, I want to welcome anyone who may be uh, worshiping with us for the first time. It's your first time ever at the Elevation Church, any of our events online or you're watching on TV. We want to welcome you very specially. We believe that God ordered your step to be able to be a part of our, uh, of our broadcast or our worship today. Uh, we don't want it to go without being acknowledged. We thank you. We ask that you let us know it's your first time, especially if you're on a social media platform. If you're watching on TV, you see the different information that will be scrolling on the screen. Please uh, let us know that it's your first time. Also, the moment this, uh, 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 this broadcast is over, we want to host you on our Zoom platform if it's your first time. The details of the Zoom link, uh, 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 the Zoom ID will be scrolling on the screen right now. Uh, I want you to go on, on the Zoom app or, you know, and just, and just put that ID there. You'll be able to join us or a guest chat, just a brief chat, uh, just you know, just to get to know you. And we have some gifts that we want to give you uh, that are downloadable gifts that we believe will be a blessing to you. Please join us on that Zoom uh, 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 chat room right now, just for about five to 10 minutes of your time. Uh, and uh, it will uh, surely be a delight for us to be able to connect with you on the Zoom app. We'll take one or two more uh, announcements as we bring the service to a close. I pray that as you go into the month of June, that the grace of God rests upon you. The hand of God uh, is your portion this season. You will not meet your, miss your path in destiny. My God will order your steps to be at the right place at the right time with the right people and His favor will cover all that you do this season in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, join us again on Wednesday and on Sunday as we kick in into a new series of teachings promises to be a blessing to you and your household. Thank you for joining and uh, uh, please hold on for the announcements. Have a great week. A new cycle of our spiritual development courses start online soon. Word Encounter and School of the Spirit both start on Tuesday 2nd June at 7pm and run twice a week for three weeks. And finally, How to Be Led by the Holy Ghost is a one-time class that holds on Saturday the 6th of June at 10am. To register for any of these courses, please visit elevationng.org forward slash courses. We trust that you had an amazing time in God's presence. Our next event will hold this Wednesday by 6.30pm, that's West African time, and it will stream live on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It will be a special live event with Pastor Godman Akinlabi as he answers questions, as he prays with us, and also shares the communion. So don't miss it for anything. Ensure you follow us or subscribe to any of our channels at Elevation NG so that you can get service alerts once we start. Please join us also for morning prayers from Mondays to Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. West African time on the Zoom app. We are getting so many testimonies from this time that we spend together in prayer, so please be a part of it. The link is now being displayed on the screen. And if you are trusting God for a testimony, do not lose faith. We pray that we'll be reading your testimony very, very soon. Finally, please note that during this season, our physical church office is still closed, but we are still here for you. 
Simply contact us via email at info at elevationng.org or just give us a call on 0700-ELEVATE. That's 0700-353-8283. May God bless and keep you. Have a fantastic week ahead. Thank you.